0: beloved church of god beginning our service before the lord let us stand and affirm the promise that relates to the door of our hope let the resurrection of christ reign in our bodies amen let us bow our heads in prayer dear heavenly father in the name of jesus christ we are grateful to your holy name for this once again privilege to be in this place that your hand has outlined for the worship of your holy name And so allow your inheritance in the name of the blood of the covenant to be lifted to heights higher than us and to break all burden and sin that binds us. May in this place be cursed as before, all the works of devil, illnesses, poverty, premature death, demonic dependencies, all forms of fears, depression, destruction, covetousness, stagnancy, ignorance, all of this, let it depart from the tents of your holy people. And stand, O Lord, on the place of your rest, you and the ark of your greatness, and may your saints be clothed in your salvation, and may they rejoice before your countenance. Give us more from your Spirit, fill us with your Holy Spirit, and allow us to find your holy countenance. We thank you that this service is presented by Apostle Arcadi and your divine arms, and we ask you to continue to lead it with your high and uplifted hand. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. May be blessed. Please be seated. Jeremiah six, six,
1: sixteen. Je- Jeremiah six, sixteen. Thus says the Lord: Stand in the ways and see, and ask for the old paths, where the good way is, and walk in it. Then you will find rest for your souls. Returning to the old path. Of good. As a basis for our study of the old path of good we turn to the words of Apostle Paul who by the mercy and inspiration of the Holy Spirit was successfully able to ensure and exact definitions explain the consistency of the order that exists within the teaching of Christ Hebrews 6 1 through 2 and we will read this in the more elaborated form where Pastor Arkady explains how we need to correctly understand the essence of the revelation that God passed on to Paul, and he explained this through Apostle Arkady how to properly understand this place of Scripture. Therefore, sprinkling yourself with the elementary teaching of Christ and clothing yourself with the armor of light, which consists in the rule of this teaching, we will then build ourselves into a house of God, because it is not it is not possible to lay again the foundation of repentance from dead works and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms laying on of the hands, resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. This is a truth that we needs to remain with us and be laid into the foundation. This is a truth that we sprinkle ourselves with and this is the teaching of Jesus Christ. The elementary teaching of Jesus Christ is a teaching that is present from the book of Genesis through the book of Revelations and just writing it into a brochure is not enough. And as we see that when people use their intellect to be able to do something, to be able to interpret the scriptures, uh, unfortunately, people writing into brochures often will use their intellect to be able to explain things. And God wants us to begin with the book of Genesis and finish with the book of Revelations and continue to keep this elementary teaching of Christ in ourselves. The four elementary doctrines is a symbol of the four rivers that flow from Eden to water the garden in the form of the heart of man, in which relationships that are not to be impacted by sin are to be developed between God and man. man. In the book of Genesis, the Lord shows the river of life, and this river of life is the elementary teaching of Christ. It was then divided into four rivers for the watering of the garden, Eden, the place where God communicated with man, the Eden of our heart. This is a heart that is not impacted by sin. The four elementary uh, teachings or doctrines is a symbol of the four armies of Israel in the wilderness that surround the Tabernacle of Testimony, each of which includes three tribes who were given authority over spiritual realms of the north, south, east, and west. The army that was situated facing north were under the banner of a bull. This is a sacrifice animal symbolizing the teaching of the baptisms. The army that was situated facing south was under the banner of man. These are sovereign relationships with God symbolizing the teaching of the laying on of the hands. The army that was situated facing west was under the banner of the flying eagle. This is the principle of renewal symbolizing the teaching of the resurrection. And the army that was situated facing east was under the banner of the lion. This is a demonstration of the will of God symbolizing the eternal judgment. Each of the four elementary teachings contain three individual functions identifying the unearthly order of the kingdom of heaven identifying as a whole the role of the 12 teachings of Christ who came in the flesh. The number 12 is a symbol and an example of the 12 hours in a day, identifying the order of the Kingdom of Heaven and the Armor of Light. John 11, 9, 10 Jesus answered, Are there not 12 hours in a day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of the world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. The number 12. We know that there are 12 hours in the day, and Jesus pointed to this, 12 hours in the day. And so there are 12 hours in the night, 12 hours in the day. And he he recommends that we be within the 12 hours of the day so we represent the interests of the kingdom of heaven, the mystery of godliness. And he did not want us to be in the mystery of lawlessness, in the darkness, that also has an order, the order of death in the 12 hours of the night. And this order of death, in the kingdom of darkness is a person who steals the truth of God and does not acknowledge the messenger himself this is the order of the twelve hours of the night or a person receives the messenger of God but then takes the word and perverts the word for his own benefit we need to understand that we need not be in this order There's a different order, and the key order, the key word being ordered, there needs to be discipline, and any self-willed work moves us from the order of light into the order of darkness. pastor recently asked me to speak to a specific person, a leader of a different country, who had the idea to open a website where he began to uh, post the sermons, all the things we talk about. He was... Uh, posting all of the sermons from his own name or his. And pastor said, "I heard this, and I I said he asked me to call him and tell him uh, that God never presents copies, only originals. There's a table of show breads. There are twelve breads, and you need to come to the temple and eat from the in in the from the temple. But when a person takes the truth and." begins to present them upon his own table this is already a copy and he told me and he told me to tell him god never offers copies he offers only originals and i spoke with the brother and he was not justifying what he was doing and he said okay i'll fix this I'll i'll remove it and so And so I did check the website, and it looks like they posted or put in a note saying that the the website is uh, under correction or being fixed. Uh, But what needs to happen is actually it needs to just not exist or not be found the website that was created for this purpose. Let us agree together the helpers of pastor, pastors in general, that we not transform into this, that there's an order of the day. Jesus said, is there not 12 hours in a day? Why do people choose the order of the night? There's also an order, but there a person offers from a different table, not the table of showbreads. May this be a lesson for all of the helpers of pastor. The number 12 where do we see it the number 12 is in the priesthood and it is an altar that is constructed of 12 non-hewn stones we see this number 12 1st Kings 18 31 32 and Elijah took 12 stones according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob to whom the word of the Lord had come saying Israel shall be your name then with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord an altar of 12 stones further the number 12 is in the demonstration of royal authority or royal governance the 12 gates of the heavenly Jerusalem revelations 21 12 13 also she had a great and high wall with twelve gates, and twelve angels at the gates, and names were written on them, which are the names of the twelve tribes of children of Israel. Three gates on the east, three gates on the north, three gates on the south, and three gates on the west. The number twelve is also, we see it in the victory over death in the form of Jordan. These are the twelve stones that were taken from the bottom of the Jordan and the other twelve stones that were put in the midst of the Jordan where the feet of the priests stood joshua four eight nine, 9 and the children of israel did so just as joshua commanded and took up twelve stones from the midst of the jordan as the lord had spoken to joshua according to the number of the tribes of, ch- of the children of israel and carried them over with them to the place where they lodged and laid them down there then joshua set up twelve stones in the midst of the jordan in the place where the feet of the priests who bore the ark of the covenant stood and they are there to this day this truth is is the same today or active today as well the Lord gives us victory over death in the form of this Jordan and where's this victory it is in the resurrection of Christ and where's the resurrection of Christ it is in the teaching of the resurrection how do you receive access to this a teaching you need to begin with the baptism the, the, with the uh, study of the of the baptisms and the covenants and, and so forth number 12 also is found in the demonstration of judgment this is the virtue of the 12 thrones for judging the 12 tribes of Israel Matthew 19 28 So Jesus said to them, Assuredly, I say to you that in the regeneration, when the Son of Man sits on the throne of his glory, you who have followed me will also sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Further, the number 12 is found in the demonstration of the fullness of the growth of Christ the 12 foundations of the wall of the heavenly Jerusalem. Revelations 21:14. Now the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. In a specific format, as much as God has allowed in the measure of our faith, we already studied the doctrine of the baptisms in three functions, baptism of water, Holy Spirit, and fire, as well as the doctrine of laying on of the hands in three functions, the covenant of blood, salt, and rest. And we stop to study the doctrine of the resurrection of the dead, which in scripture is presented on the western side of the heavenly Jerusalem and the three gates. We have noted, speaking of the doctrine of the resurrection of the dead, (coughs) the doctrine of the resurrection is called to join or add a person to the family of God or make him his own. (coughs) Before we go to the functions that are in the doctrine of the resurrection, let's look at the doctrine of the resurrection itself. What is it in general? What does it represent? It joins or adds a person to the family of God and makes him his own. 1 John 5, one: whoever believes that Jesus is, is the Christ is born of God. Is born of God. Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And such belief needs to be imprinted through the baptism of water. We need to know the person who is Jesus Christ. And we need to understand that this person was not born in Russia or Ukraine or Kazakhstan He was born amongst the Jewish nation where the laws, commandments and instructions are given and we don't need to connect or join to the family or nation of Ukraine or any other country but that what is Israel and worry for it. This person is born of God. The birth, it's in in the teaching of Jesus Christ it is third we see the teaching of the jesus christ uh, teaching of jesus christ it begins with the baptism this is death and then teaching of laying on of the hands this doctrine where a person has this a person has access to it because of the baptisms and then the next is then birth and then the judgment eternal judgment is the next one and so why is it third in line, this doctrine of the resurrection? Why wouldn't he begin all of his doctrine with resurrection? He first needs to be born a person. Resurrection includes the word life, and life is not always resurrection. Resurrection is always life. When we're born from God, we in the death of the Lord Jesus make a covenant with God and this gives us the right to become born from water and to be born from water is not the teaching of of, of birth but resurrection rather and so when you're born again if i did not make a bap- if, if i was not baptized in god then of course i will not be able to be resurrected because birth is in the Resurrection, in the teaching or doctrine of the Resurrection. And so a person who is born from God, he is born, and he confirms this in the baptism of water, makes a covenant with God, and the Lord accounts this birth to him in the teaching of the Resurrection or doctrine of the Resurrection. To be born from the Spirit, when a person is born from the Spirit and receives the baptism of the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues, he receives it in the form of a seed. But the seed needs to become fruit, and you need to receive it in the form of fruit. Because what you receive when you're born, you're born in the Spirit. All of this needs to be in the baptism of the Holy Spirit and baptism of fire, because otherwise the circumcision you receive will not be circumcision. There are three births, water, Holy Spirit, and to the throne. They are in the teaching of the resurrection, or doctrine of the resurrection, and this is a result of death. A person receives baptism, makes a covenant with God, and then the Lord accounts this to him, a person born from water, in the doctrine of the resurrection. Life is not always resurrection. Resurrection is always life. Life that has not become resurrection will be lost forever. The doctrine of being born again, this is the doctrine of the resurrection. And this means we need to be joined in his death and then joined with him in his resurrection. What does the doctrine of the resurrection include? It also includes or is called to show in man the celebration of victory over the second death, 1 Peter 3.21. There's also an antitype which now saves us baptism, not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You see here, this baptism saves us and so we're saved not we we save our life through the resurrection of Jesus Christ and so for our life to be in this resurrection the Lord gives us the baptism of the water, Holy Spirit and fire where we die for our nation, the house of our Father and for our personal interests, desires we'll pay attention to one important detail and that is the order of the resurrection which classifies people into groups. John 528 29. Jesus said, do not marvel at this for the hours coming in which all who are in the graves, all that are in the graves will hear the his voice and come forth, those who have done good to the resurrection of life and those who have done evil to the resurrection of condemnation. According to the given place, we conclude that there is an order of the resurrection of life and an order of the Resurrection of Condemnation. The Resurrection of Condemnation is also an order, but it is contrary to the order of the Resurrection of Life. And so there are 12 hours again in the day, and there's a copy of it, the 12 hours of the night. And we choose either to collaborate with the original, the 12 hours of the day, or to present counterfeits copies of the twelve hours of the night. We continue talking about the doctrine of the resurrection. What does it include? The doctrine of the resurrection is called to grow a person into a perfect man, into the fullness of measure of growth in Christ. 1 Peter two two, As newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. And so there's a specific uh, growth, maturity. The doctrine of the resurrection is the day of Christ or the year of the redeemed. Although it is within time, it does not depend on time and our time, and does not and is a master of time and ruled over this time. Isaiah sixty three four, for the day of vengeance is in my heart and the year of my redeemed has come. The doctrine of the resurrection. is is a necessary and and destiny impacting process of renewal which is contained in three levels of birth called to function within the time of one human life. Psalm 103.5 Your youth is renewed like the eagles. This is a specific process that the Lord has allowed to work within the span of one human life. The Lord wanted to see this renewal, and this renewal can happen only in the resurrection of the dead. We are renewed like the eagle, and we heard how Pastor had explained this process of uh, of how a, an eagle renews uh, his his strength. And I rec- recommend that we listen to the original. The teaching of the resurrection contains in itself three mutually uh, mutual with one another births. John 3, 3 through 5. Jesus answered and said to him, to Nicodemus, his secret disciple that came and learned from him in the night. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Looking at the meaning of the given dialogue, we conclude that birth from water and spirit opens the door so you can come into the kingdom of heaven or the opportunity to be born to the throne. Being born from spirit and water, Jesus said, opens access into the kingdom of heaven and to enter the kingdom of heaven is to be born to the throne. And now more specifically, let's talk about being born from water. The resurrection includes being born from water. In the twelve foundations of the wall of the heavenly Jerusalem, birth from water is seventh, and the seventh foundation was made of the precious stone chrysolite. Revelations 21:14 and 19. Now, the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and on them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. The foundation of the wall of the city were adorned with all kinds of precious stones. Seventh foundation, chrysolite. This is a beautiful green color stone. And when we see the green color, then we see life. If you go outside, as we even if we have... Uh, we, uh, we, although it's winter, we see green, as our state is called evergreen as we have so many trees here that are consistently green. We in our state, Oregon, Washington, are very, very familiar with this green color. And so birth to the throne, foundation seven, chrysolite. The word chrysolite comes from the ancient Greek word meaning golden stone. In ancient times the chrysolite was often referred to as the evening emerald. The name of the Apostle that was written upon the seventh foundation of the wall of the heavenly Jerusalem was the name of Apostle Thomas. Matthew 10, 2, 3. Now the names of the twelve Apostles are these. First, Simon, who is called Peter. Second, Andrew, his brother. Third, James, the son of Zebedee. And fourth, John, his brother. Fifth, Philip. Sixth, Bartholomew. And eighth, Thomas. Thomas this is the Aramaic word Toma The root of which comes from the word palm tree or righteousness the Greek by name of this name is Didymus which is translated as twin And Before we look at the functions that are contained in being born from water we will remember in what way twins are formed. This is when this uh, sperm of a male uh, is met with the ovary. When they're met the ovary receives the sperm and it now is matured and so this is now a fertile egg. Within the span of a week something interesting happens This embryo now splits, and they grow together, one with the other, one next to the other. And the sooner the split happens, the more uh, connected they will be with one another and will feel one another. There's, of course, not just identical twins. There's also non-identical twins. These are the two sperms and two eggs and two embryos are formed and there is also a situation where there are if women uh, lead a life that is less than moral uh... Where their ovaries can, can potentially be fertilized two ovaries by two different uh, men and there will be two different children that will be complete with two different uh, images two different absolutely different people but will be be growing at the same time and so we will now look at being born from water and the functions and abilities contained And so if we're born from the seed who is Jesus Christ, then let us look at the, the qualities of Jesus Christ in our image, in our, in our behavior, our character. We need to be in his likeness. And so being born from water, and what are the functions contained? These are those that Pastor Arkady has now shown us. First, birth from water is when hidden life in the format of an ovary that is fertilized with the seed of the kingdom of heaven becomes visible life in the format of the fruit of the kingdom of heaven. And so life that is hidden is a fertilized ovary. A visible life is when the baby is born, a life you can see. Hebrews 4 2 3. For in- Hebrews 4, 1-3, Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear lest any of you seem to have come short of it. For indeed the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. But the word which they heard did not profit them, not mixing it with faith in those who heard it, meaning that their ovary, spiritual ovary, was not fertilized. For we who have believed do do enter that rest, as he has said. So I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. The heard word in this instance, and this is given to us in our situation by our Apostle Arcadi. this is the seed of the kingdom of heaven. Receiving the seed of the kingdom of heaven into your heart is to obey the heard word or to be fertilized with the seed in your spirit. Obedience is faith that places itself in voluntary dependence of the person whom God has placed to feed his flocks and to dissolve the faith of God in your heart, which is the commanding word about the kingdom of heaven. John thirteen twenty. Most assuredly, I say to you, he who receives whomever I send receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent me. Summing up what we've learned here, we need to consider that if we are resisting the words of the one whom God has placed, then we deceive ourselves and are gathering up wrath for ourselves in the day of wrath. Resistance is not acknowledging or accepting the authority of God in the person whom God has placed. This is concealed arrogance that is overgrown into bitterness and offense, which as is, is then transformed into hatred. Of course we don't have this we are obedient and so there's resistance and then obedience obedience is i hear the word of god i understand this is the word of god god gives this word this is not an anecdote or something else it it then falls into our spirit and it is not at the it is not to be at the disposal of our mind but disposal of our spirit when it, we just receive it this word is then put upon the table of showbreads why the table of showbreads the golden table of showbreads is in our spirit because the one that needs to eat of it first is god not our intellect the master comes to the table And so as soon as I hear the word, I know that the Lord uses my physical ear that go- and it goes directly into my mind and from my mind goes directly into my heart, into my spirit. Lord, I accept this word. I receive this word. It circumcised my heart, circumcised my ear. I thank you for this word. I put it upon my table of showbreads. If there's somewhere I need to correct my way, I will correct it. And when it has been laying upon the table, then the spirit finds a time together with the holy spirit and then gives it to our mind and when it comes into our mind then our soul uh this all becomes then part of our prayer and you confess this with your gentle or meek mouth second we continue talking about being born from water this is one of the components of the resurrection of the dead Second, birth from water is a seed that contains birth from the Spirit and birth to the throne. Genesis 1, 2 through 5. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. So the evening and morning were the first day. Creating the earth and heaven is a prototype of creating man who is born from water. Water, from the depths and entrails of which we were born, are the thoughts of God reflecting His grand and eternal plans contained in one specific seed, who is Christ. It is He, Jesus Christ, who is the individual seed of the Word, who eternally abides in the entrails of His Father, in whom are the perfect and grand in its scale or proportions projects of God. And furthermore, every grand project of God is a person born from the seed who is Christ. This is an amazing masterpiece. Every grand project of God is a person born from the seed who is Christ. A person born from water of the imperishable seed of truth becomes responsible for the soil of his heart and specifically to sow the ground of his heart with the words that come from the one seed belonging to the family of God. This is specifically why the law of Moses stated that the field that a person received in the land of Canaan would not be sown with mixed seed, that is, in more than one kind of seed on the same field, which were a prototype and symbol of the two depths and two mysteries. This is the depth of the water where God's thoughts are, and then the depth of the water where the thoughts of the fallen son is, fallen son of mourning, the, <clears throat> the devil is. Leviticus 1919, you shall keep my statutes, you shall not let your livestock breed with another kind, you shall not sow your field with mixed seed, nor shall a garment of mixed linen and wool come upon you. <clears throat> We're here talking about the kingdom, the mystery of godliness, and a mystery of lawlessness, and these two cannot be mixed. And we saw the result by the flood. They began to mix the things of God with the things of man. And not to mix these two things, you need to be confident that you are born from the seed, which is Jesus Christ. And there is the order of light. And now I begin to sow my the ground of my heart with that seed. By the fruits you will know them, it's written, the kind of seed we come from, what we begin to sow ourselves with. Third, birth to the throne is a person that is born from listening to the preached word of truth of the kingdom of heaven. James one eighteen. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. And so God greatly desired of his own will to bear... Bear us to bring us forth by his word of truth. So we would be his, his first fruits. The word first fruit in the given verse means the first harvest of fruit, the best portion, the best yield, gathered in accordance to selection or the chosen by God remnant. A legitimate question arises if God wants all people to be saved and to achieve the knowledge of the truth, then why of those who come to him or are called to his banquet? are only few saved and the answer is in the very same verse identifying the will or desire of god demonstrated in the verb of his own will which means he greatly desired us of his will he wanted us he wanted to bear us we together who sit here we were the great desire of god of his own will means he loved he desired He turned his favor upon the first fruit. He entrusted himself to the chosen by him first fruit, made himself at the disposal of the beloved by him first fruit, made the decision to share his destiny with the chosen by him first fruit. This is what it means he, of his own will, brought us forth. He had a great, a strong desire to share his destiny with us because he loved us. By what criteria is the first fruit of God defined that God greatly desired? The answer is very simple, because the first fruit we together learning about who God is in his nature and what God has done for for us by giving his son, we ourselves greatly desired God. That's how the word of God is to be understood where He, of His own will, He brought us forth to be a kind of first fruit to Him because we hear who He has done for us, who He is, we greatly desired Him and we loved Him. Since the majority of people who come to God do not seek God Himself or His will, although they loudly state that they seek God but at the same time seek healing, to satisfy their materialistic needs, the opportunity to become famous or known, power over demons and power over the world. And only a few learning about who God is and what God has done for them, begin to seek and study the conditions that will allow them to dedicate themselves to God and to give themselves to him for his full use. And for the sake of these few, God gave his beloved son, at the disposal of them because they gave themselves to him and loved him. And of course, the love of God is not able to in any way be defined by the emotions of a man because by themselves the emotions of a man are temporary and easily changing. Love for God is defined by the position of the human heart due to the commandments and laws that have been put into the conscience of a man. And so the Lord determines the love that he receives, not looking at the emotions of a man, because the scriptures say Israel had zeal zeal for God. Zeal, they had a strong zeal, how much we love our Yahweh. But they did not uh, want to think about who is the one who was born in Bethlehem, son of Joseph and Mary. Mary, and who is performing these great miracles. Maybe he's the Messiah and King. And so why was he born from a carpenter? We wait for the Messiah. We wait from the Messiah, from from God. And so the Messiah, he will give us power over all the world. This what he, they understood. And who is this son of the carpenter? Where did he, where did he, where was he born? Why did he come? He wants to take power from us in the temple. He wants to take our money. Why did the lamb come? And the Jews don't know. He came to redeem you from sin. From what sin? We're the chosen nation. We're better than anyone. We want power over money and to rule. He came to save you from your sins and to deliver you from the old man from those enemies that were within your members and then share his throne with you and they said we don't want this kind of Messiah we want to be the, uh, the ones in control of the money and if he won't do it we will be the ones in charge of the banks of Europe and America and anywhere else everywhere else we want money and we want the throne And so, God, being omnipresent and all-knowing, seeks and foreknows that is ahead of time, knows that the intentions of the human heart, those intentions of the human heart and what they will will be doing. Due to this, he loves certain people from the start and others he hates from the start. Romans 9, 8 through 13, that is, those who are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God, but the children of the promise are counted as the seed, for this is the word of promise at this time, I will come and Sarah shall have a son, and not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one man, even by our father Isaac, for the children not yet being born, nor, nor having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of work, but of him who calls. It was said to her, the older shall serve the younger, as it is written, Jacob I have loved, but Esau I have hated. And as we know, as it's written, people will say, Lord, Lord, did we not perform great miracles in your name, rebuke demons in your name? And he will tell them, I never knew you. Depart from me, those who practice lawlessness, written in Matthew seven twenty two twenty three. 23. and so love for God is the position of the human heart and it is determined by the laws and commandments we put into our heart we love Him according to the laws and commandments that are in our heart and we have zeal by discerning and we then have zeal for God because we discern if we don't seek Him in His Word then this person just loves the person emotionally. We continue talking about what it means to be born from water. Fourth, birth from water is a person who is called to be a warrior in prayer or worshiper of God. Romans 9.29 And as Isaiah said before, unless the Lord of Sabbath. Of had left us a seed we would have become like sodom and we would have been made like gomorrah unless the lord of sabbath had left us a seed which is jesus christ we would have become like sodom and would have been like gomorrah if you paid attention in the given verse of the foretelling of prophet isaiah comes this foretelling comes from the name of god Uh, Lord Sabaoth, which means warrior in prayer, or the leader of the heavenly armies. The Lord, through Isaiah, speaks to the warriors in prayer. The seed in the given situation means remnant or chosen portion from the general number of the called, who in their worship of God will be in the likeness of Christ. At the same time, the majority of the called will be in the likeness of Sodom and Gomorrah in their worship of God of God and today this worship of God Isaiah 1 9 through 11 unless the Lord of hosts had left to us a very small remnant the bride of the lamb we would have become like Sodom we would have been made like Gomorrah hear the word of the Lord you rulers of Sodom Give ear to the law of our God, you people of Gomorrah. To what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices to me? Says the Lord, I have had enough of burnt offerings of rams and of fat, of fed cattle. I do not delight in the blood of bulls or a lamb or a goat. The Lord speaks to his nation and calls these leaders of the Israelite nation, he calls them you are the leaders of Sodom and the people Gomorrah as it says rulers of Sodom and give ear to the law of our God you people of Gomorrah and this includes also the attraction to the same gender and this happens is this, this kind of stuff forms, this kind of stuff happens and creates when you don't listen to the people that God has sent. You only uh, elect and vote for people to be able to be leaders. This is in the likeness of Sodom and Gomorrah and so these rulers that are over these churches dem- democratic uh, leaders, they are rulers of Sodom and people who agree with such a structure that is the order of darkness are people of Gomorrah and of course amongst them there are some Saints that suffer they suffer and say we live uh, listening to your truth the pa- that your pastor teaches and it's great that it's not just us in the city of Portland and other regions and other countries that are also uh, listening to but there are also saints that live in or that go to other churches they also live uh, listening to the revelations that Arkady, our pastor uh, teaches and gives. We don't want to be these rulers of Sodom or people of Gomorrah. May the Lord keep us from this. Fifth, birth from water is a person who by faith prepared his ark for the salvation of his household and condemns the world. Very important. You see where the Lord put the salvation of our household. If we have children or will have children in the future. The Lord in the birth of water, God gave us the promise. You and your house will be saved. But where will we receive it? Where can it actually come about, this promise? Hebrews 11, 7. By faith, Noah, being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household, by which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. <laughs> Believing that Jesus is the Son of God is a revelation about the salvation of our house and after the reverent preparation of the ark of the salvation of our house. <clears throat> and so you believe that you believe that you are saved and your house is saved and you then with reverence prepare the ark for the salvation of the house in accordance with the received revelations which condemn the world and makes us heirs of righteousness by faith and this is the process of my entire life in reverence where I build the ark for the salvation of my house. Because if we receive the revelation that you and your house will be saved, you will then be asked, show us your ark. What ark? Because the tsunamis will come. The hits will come. In the midst of the wicked and perverse nation who have perverted their worship of God by mixing the things of God with the things of man, Noah, Revering, prepared the ark for the salvation of his house, and doing so, Noah proclaimed the not-existent as existent. In our situation, one of the fundamentals in the salvation of our house is to receive the revelation about salvation of our house into our heart. And afterwards, under all circumstances, just like Noah, with reverence, proclaim, confess the faith of our heart, the non-existent salvation of our house as existent, to receive the revelation and then continuously proclaim and thank God for Him. The non-existent salvation of our house as existent, and in this way, <clears throat> we prepare the ark. Not just confessing, and we'll talk about further. Then confession needs to become an act or deed. Let us look in scripture where it says two or or three witnesses, every word is confirmed. And the salvation of our house, we need to determine who is in our house, the person I am responsible for. I can't say that the salvation of my house is my father, mother, my grandpa and grandma. My house is the children that I have bore, my, my wife and my children. And this does not include father, mother, or other members. A couple of places of scripture that we will look, we will read uh, talking about the salvation of our house. Acts ten six. This is the dialogue of Cornelius, <coughs> who actually gave a lot of alms, did a lot of good, and prayed uh, to the Lord. And the angel came to him. And so. It, Go call for people, send people from Joppa and find Simon, a tanner. He is lodging, whose house is by the sea. He will tell you what you must do. Acts 10.6 It turns out that to be born again, when we're born again, we need to know that we are given the promise of uh, we and our house will be saved. Acts 16.27-31 And the keeper of the prison, awaking awaking from sleep and seeing the doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice, saying, "Do, Do yourself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light, ran in, and fell down, trembling before Paul and Silas. And he brought them out and said, Sirs. What must I do to be saved? So they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved, you and your household. And so when they spoke of salvation, they were saying, You and your household be saved. And so to deter- determine whether I am an a a twin of Christ that means I don't just hold the promise of salvation for myself but for my household as well Luke nineteen eight through 10 then Zacchaeus stood and said to the Lord look Lord I give half of my goods to the poor and if I have taken anything from anyone by false accusation I restore fourfold and Jesus said to him today salvation has come to this house and he said not just salvation to Zacchaeus But today salvation has come to this house, because he also is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. If we are not doing this, then we, we then are uh, allowing our heart to become vulnerable. And we need to proclaim the not existent for our house promise as existent. Hebrews 2:10 10-15, for it, is, it was fitting for him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one, for which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren, in the midst of the assembly I will sing praise to you. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, here am I and the children whom God has given me. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. In the given place of Scripture, the word of Christ and where he says, Here am I and the children whom God has given me. It clearly testifies of the faith, the promise of the Heavenly Father, which abided in the heart of the Son of God, which he then confessed with his mouth. To be a twin of Christ, let us apply this revelation, put this revelation into our heart and hold fast uh, to the confessions And confessing what is not existent as existent is keeping the words of patience. Because you have kept my command to persevere, I also will keep you from the hour of trial. I understand that uh, we as parents, we pray always for our families, for, but we, when we pray right now, we will be able to put this, uh, apply this truth, we will be able to understand this truth, uh, and use it in our prayers. True salvation, which God gave Noah, which Jesus confessed, is when he wants to save me and us with our children. And as Jesus said, and here am I and the children whom you have given me. And we need to say the same thing, Lord, thank you. Here am I and the children whom you have given me. And so to keep me in salvation, I pray one for one, looking at what Jesus said, how he prayed, Lord, here am I and the children whom you have given me. And you say thank you lord for my children and you and you, you, you need to indicate the fact that god gave them to you not just those that you gave birth to thank you for the promise that you and your house will be saved i received this promise <clears throat> and i thank you for the children whom you have given to me may your mercy and your safety be upon my household every word is thought through and you know what you're saying Because you hear these words, they go into your spirit, and after they're fully understood, then they go back into your mouth, and you can, in your mind, then you can confess these words with your mouth, your meek mouth. And of course, we need to be abide. We need to abide in faith, love, holiness, so this uh, hope can continue in us. <clears throat> Sixth, Birth from water is an infant in Christ, or a person who is carnal, who does not know the word of righteousness, due to which does not receive what is from the Spirit of God, because he considers it to be foolishness. We'll look at how birth from water, a person can transform into a dangerous carnal person, as we've heard more than once, that an infant person, an infant uh, is always carnal, carnal is not always an infant. and we'll see how this transformation happens where a person transforms from a person into, say, a monkey as just an example, for example and so, as we've known, that a person like, for example, when the person's drunk, he could turn into a pig or he could turn into a uh, the characteristic of certain animals that are uh, the behavior of which and character of which. Galatians 4, 1, 2. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is a master of all, but is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. And so the father has a specific time frame in which we need to come out of our carnal state, <clears throat> and he has, because we are uh, have the future of a master, but we need to uh, get out of this state of infancy, and when we come into to maturity, we then die by the law for the law. And so we, we become mature when we grow. We then, even seeing Goliath, when he's waving his sword, uh, the time will come when we'll remove his head from his shoulders. <clears throat> Hebrews 5, 13, 14. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age, that is, those who by reason of use have their sense exercised to discern both good and evil. <clears throat> Mm -hmm. and also a third place of scripture 1 Corinthians 2.14 but the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God for they are foolishness to him nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned (coughs) and so we see here again this is a a natural man, a carnal person (coughs) He considers it to be foolishness and cannot discern what he's. We, we understand well that this person, if he does not use the abilities contained in the birth, birth from water and also then being born in spirit, he will not be able to be allowed into the kingdom uh, and to control himself or to rule over himself. The Lord gave the kingdom to David. As we know, the scripture, as an exception sometimes allow the sal- allows the salvation of certain people in the status of birth from water very rarely does this happen when the criminal if you remember those hanging on the cross at the side of Christ uh, he said, "Lord, remember me when you come into your kingdom luke twenty three forty two uh, he as a promise received uh, paradise, as Jesus said, you will be with me in paradise, and he just received salvation, but he did not receive the kingdom. And so a person that is born again, uh, one who is only in the first stages of the three births, uh, he will walk uh, he will be saved he will be in paradise but he will not uh be the bride of the lamb he will not be in the actual city he will just live uh <clears throat> from the light that comes from the city <clears throat> seventh birth from water is a person who is called by obeying the truth to continually cleanse his heart so that he have a non-hypocritical brotherly love 1 Peter one twenty two twenty three, 23 Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Spirit in sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible, through the word of God, which lives and abides forever. Looking at the given place of Scripture, we conclude that to be a twin of Christ, is the necessity to continuously collaborate with the truth that is contained in the imperishable seed in the Holy Spirit which contains the law by which we need to love one another with a pure heart. To love one another is to have such a relationship with one another that is regulated by the law of holiness. Because God's love, agape, which with which we are called to love one another is such a love that first of all is holy and that means that a demonstration of love needs to correspond to holiness <clears throat> Hebrews twelve fourteen or through 16 pursue peace with all people and holiness without which no one will see the Lord looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble and by this many become defiled lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. And so fellowship with the defiled deprives us of the right to be called and to be the twin of Christ. Defiled are people who have legalized sin on the basis of saying that God loves as if everyone. Right now we are going to pray and we together. Are not th- these kind of people who legalize their lusts, their sins? We don't legalize these things, and so every time when we hear the call, we come to the altar, we repent in our sins. The scriptures say the righteous may fall seven times, but he rises again. The wicked falls and does not rise. We don't. We are not like this. We can't fall away from God, because we love Zion, we love the church, we love the word that we hear, we love Jesus Christ, and today we. We'll demonstrate our love to Him when we come to Him and repent at His altar. We wait for you here upon this place. Let us pray. I am going to be praying your prayer. And I ask you to deeply believe that God is on your side. He's not against you. He has loved you with an eternal love. He has given us the work of his redemption. He has stood between us and our enemies to protect us and to lift us up to his level. Close your eyes. This is your secret room. Lift your hands to God. This is a sign that your hands are without wrath or doubt. Pray together with me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I come to you and upon this holy place in the church of your holy nation, I open up my heart so that you may see my pain, my suffering, my wounds that are inflicted by sin and lust, which I hate and that I reject. I come to you with my dependence with sin that I'm bound with, illnesses, fears, a pampered dignity and dishonor. I ask you, forgive me, wash me, cleanse me, heal my wounds, restore me, and protect me with the blood of your son. And right now, before heaven and hell, I want to proclaim that in accordance to your words, I am washed. I am cleansed, I am healed, I am restored, I am justified, and I am saved. Your sins are forgiven and your trespasses in the name of Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless you. May he look upon you with his great face and show you mercy and give you peace. May thousands and ten thousands attempt to come near you, but they will not touch you. May upon you. May the blessing of the ancient mountains and everlasting hills be on you. May from your body the stronghold of death be thrusted out, and in its place the stronghold of life may be erected. May all this be upon you and your children, and the nation shall say, Amen. and while you're taking your place, uh, allow me to read two notes. We have two joyful announcements. I want to call out Oleg and Angela. Let us applaud them. We understand what this relates to. As we heard the psalm today that there's a voice of joy and gladness, the bride and the groom. And so if you see these saints together, you will see that they are promised. This is bride and groom. They will be preparing for their wedding. And they understand their responsibility and they understand what needs to be, and what it means uh, to be promised, and then what it means to be married. Uh, after the blessing, of course, then you become husband and wife. You may not take your seats. And also, I will call out Dimitri and Karina. This also is a bride and groom, and they also have been promised to one another and will be waiting for their moment. And this will happen very soon their wedding. And they also understand the responsibilities of bride and groom and understand the difference uh, between bride and groom and husband and wife. Uh, And the foundation uh, then of a husband and wife, as we know, is the given law. And I, I want to introduce you to the groom a little bit closer. He's, he came to me and said, You know, Daniel, I listen to your sermons. I love... Uh, I, I I There's, uh, of course, a woman that I, I, I'm interested in in the church, and I would like to go to one church together. And I told him, Continue to come. And he has been coming for three months listening to the sermons. And... He was going to an American church, and he <clears throat> uh, wants to wanted to make the change so that they go go to the same church together. And there, his pastor had blessed him, allowed him to uh, uh, to go to come here. And uh, we've had this conversation together, and this person has been listening to the tr- uh, to the word uh, of our apostle for months now, and. He doesn't ha- see anything that he is resistant, uh, or or he's against, or he that's re- he's resisting. So, uh, and he wanted to make clear that he he is desiring to listen to the word here, and and wants to continue on this course here, and he would like to be a member of the of the church, and our pastor. Uh, of course as we know we allow people to come for some time before they uh, officially make the decision to become a member within the within the church and if everything's legit and if a person leaves another church but in in peace without rebellion uh, and so they as being bride and groom I'll ask any everyone to anyone not uh judge the one or the other couple, Uh, as you know that these are legitimate uh, legitimate pairs, and people don't have the right to any longer make any kind of uh, uh, judgment or any other kind of ideas uh, that that may be. and so let us now congratulate them and now let us finish with our manifestation now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to God our Savior who alone is wise be glory and majesty, dominion and power, both now and forever. Amen.